It's time for the Contempo Coding Podcast. Discussions, knowledge, and insight to help you succeed in the medical coding industry. And now, here's your host, Victoria. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited. I wanted to update everyone a little bit on my first week being a solopreneur. So Monday was my last day working at my nine to five job, my auditing job. And now Tuesday through Friday. So I'm wrapping up like my my first kind of full week being the the solopreneur or entrepreneur, but I, I, I I'm, you know, my goal is not to scale huge here. I don't want to run a team and an empire and all that stuff. I'm like, I just want to, if I could run this on my own and kind of contract out whatever I have to that like, that's my goal. My boyfriend asked me this week after he got home from the funeral parlor, he, uh, he is friends with a family that owns a funeral parlor and over the years has done some assisting with them, uh, either technical work uh, and occasionally, believe it or not, ushering at funerals as well as picking up and transporting the deceased bodies. But today he was just fixing the printer. I guess they were having issues with it. So he came back and was kind of asking me, you know, hey, you know, now that you're into your your business full time, is this ever where you kind of anticipated you would be? And the story goes that when I started out in medical coding and was preparing to become a certified coder, I had a licensed instructor that came into my healthcare organization and trained a handful of people at once. And there were a couple of key takeaways from that experience. First was when I kind of did the math, I realized she was making about a thousand dollars a person off of this instructor class. And she was only meeting with us for like a once a week or once every other week for a handful of weeks. So it wasn't a considerable time commitment. And there was probably 15 to 20 of us in this class. Also, and I've always said that it was probably just the nature of the materials at the time, but I felt throughout most of the course, like I was just kind of being read the CPT book. And I suppose to some degree, there kind of is an element of that. Like when you're starting out with a chapter, you should probably open up the first section of the chapter, look at what's in it and, and talk about that. But this, I just, I really felt like it was a lot of reading the CPT book and then going, oh, you might want to highlight this. Oh, they might ask you a question about this. And truly, you know, when, after that experience, I, I came away with, okay, I would love to make this experience so much better for people in the future. Like this could be so much more interesting. There's got to be ways to make this more engaging, make this more fun. Um, you know, not just really reading, <laughs> reading through codes. And the second takeaway was, wow, this is probably a really good way to earn some income because you're probably making about a thousand dollars per student. I can't remember exactly what the charges were at the time, but it, it I, I could tell it easily came out to a, you know, a thousand dollars per, per student. And, you know, you, you'd kind of do the math on there and figure, okay, well, if you have, you know, 80 students within the course of a year, you're making $80,000 and you can probably still have time to take on contract work and all kinds of stuff. So it's always been a goal of mine to become an independent instructor. I, however, was really not anticipating it to turn into being kind of a social media mogul and more of a 
influencer. And I, I, I truly like I knew I was very different and wanted to do new things and trailblaze a little bit. But I feel like I'm kind of new and starting out very prominently in this field of being a medical coding influencer of sorts, where I'm very popular on social media and people know me from my YouTube channel and I can't even, it seems like go through my normal channels of just LinkedIn or Facebook anymore without loading something that has my name on it. Just today, I... (laughs) And I really don't mean to brag, but I loaded up LinkedIn and the first thing I saw was someone posting that they completed my risk adjustment course and were getting ready to sit for their credential. So it's just, it's so amazing and humbling. And, you know, I always just feel like I've just encountered so many amazing people along my journey, just so many amazing people. And I I don't even feel like I deserve the amount of amazing people who have done things for me and reached out to me and helped me and supported me over the years. And I just am so ever so grateful for it. And I I feel like I just could never ever appropriately show how grateful I am to everyone. But yeah, while I was anticipating becoming an instructor, I think it's kind of taken an interesting spin where I'm not just instructing, but I'm a YouTuber and a podcaster and I I sell merch. I do if affiliate marketing, I have multiple streams of revenue. You know, that doesn't mean that I have an exorbitant amount of revenue. I thankfully keep a fairly modest lifestyle, um, especially considering, you know, we are, my, my income is currently the only source of income. So, you know, I don't, I'm not in in this to make Lambert, to get Lamborghinis and to go on big fancy vacations. But, um, so yeah, thankfully, thankfully my, my cost of living expenses are not astronomical, uh, because, you know, the, I still have some projects I need to get underway in order to increase the amount of money that I'm making. Like right now I'm basically scraping by what my cost of living is. And I'm still, I feel like fumbling a little bit with figuring out my vibe and where exactly, like how exactly I'm going to lay out my weeks. I'm not always the most organized person. I have schedules, I have calendars, I have checklists, I have to-do lists, but I'm still, I think, feeling through like, what is my weekly schedule going to look like? Are there certain days I'm going to take off because I can tell you I'm already considering working through the weekend on different projects. And that is, I think, one of the considerations about being a a social media type of person is that I do get pretty frequent messages on Instagram and YouTube and emails and stuff, and they come in at all hours. So there is just that feeling like I kind of constantly have to be working and I'm still muddling through trying to set boundaries for myself in regards to that. So this is just, it's just not... It's not the typical medical coding type of role. And I think, um, you know, there's probably some people I'm going to have to be (laughs) reaching out to and maybe leaning on for a little while because I am just uh, having issues with the, the boundary setting. 
just today, it was sort of an interesting day for me. I got up, you know, got my kid ready for school, and I was kind of picking away at emails and picking away at projects and setting up some videos. I got some promotional videos recorded today, and then I recorded some stuff for social. I think some of it didn't even post appropriately, so I don't know if it got onto my Instagram stories and YouTube stories and what have you. And then I had to go do some grocery shopping. I wound up taking a Zoom call in my car while I was, uh, after I'd packed away all of my groceries in the back of my car. And then after that, I got home, unpacked my groceries, was on another Zoom call, both with uh, clients of mine. So I'm balancing that. I'm balancing two requests I think came in for some different, you know, volunteerism things that I have going on. And then I got a call from the appliance company because I'm spending my stimulus check on a new dishwasher for myself. And then I got a call from my kid's pediatrician. And then I had to get her pediatrician information over to the Department of Health and Human Services because she is, I'm applying for Medicaid for her because of her autism. So I had to get all this paperwork together. And it's like, I'm just trying to, to balance out the work, the personal life, the volunteerism, and I feel super busy and I feel like I need to to gain better control. I really, I just, I'm, one of the things I'm really struggling with is feeling like other people are controlling my day and that irks me and I need to figure out a way to kind of better balance that in particular. So now that I'm fully on my own, you know, what what am I anticipating to do? So one of the first things I'm doing is reorganizing some of my office. I had to get rid of my company laptop uh, and I'm trying to better organize some of the structure of my office so that I can more conveniently do live streams. Um, that's something that I replaced my, I experimented, I like to experiment. So I experimented with replacing my Thursday video this week with a Thursday live stream instead, which is nice because it's, I, I do an hour for live stream. You can come on. I ask, uh, it's an AMA, so you can ask me anything. Uh, of course, I'm not going to be able to provide consulting services or anything like that on on the spot. Uh, you know, it would be very boring, I think, to watch me research things in the Federal Register or the CPT Assist archives or what have you. But it's nice because especially for people who are, you know, feeling a little bit alone in the industry, they want some insight about, you know, it's a, a lot of it is, is general questions, like what's medical coding like? What do you like about medical coding? Can I still use my 2020 book in 2021? You know, what tips do you have for the exam? How do I find a job? And it's just nice to be able to have a forum where I can kind of get instant answers to those people right away. And I set up, I got a stream deck, it's called for Christmas, which is basically different buttons you can program and and they do different things on them. So they'll switch cameras, they'll put on certain prompts. And uh, I was laughing because there's what they call widgets on it. So it'll, you can program widgets so that if you get someone new that subscribes to your channel, or you get someone that purchases a channel membership or merchandise, there's different little icons that can come up. And I'm still working on customizing them. I don't know how to make like custom animated GIFs for those. Um, so I just kind of use the default ones. So during Thursday's live stream, there was little dancing SpongeBob SquarePants coming along, <laughs> telling people that they've joined memberships. And it was just really cute. 
So definitely something different from your stereotypical webinar or online meeting of sorts. So that's something I'm going to be looking at as determining, you know, what is my capacity to do videos and lives? Am I going to keep it at two videos and also add on a live? Or am I going to swap out one of my videos for a live stream once a week? So we'll kind of see how that goes. I have a laundry list now of stuff that uh, was requested of me and I think is going to be great for videos for 2021. One thing that I really, really want to do is there's been a lot of questions and I don't think a lot of people have covered this at all yet. And that's what are the office E&M outpatient questions going to look like for the CPC exam in 2021. So I have that. I know I want to cover something on hernia repairs, on um, salary of medical coders, interview things I've been asked to do, uh, pressure ulcers, what to do after you fail the exam. So I've just got like a million ideas running through my head of different videos to make. So that's on the list. Next on the list is I'm going to be moving my CRC boot camps that I used to hold in person into a virtual setting. It's going to be really cool because I'm going to have basically two half days. It's an accelerated course basically for any coder that wants to get their CRC as a secondary credential. And they want to do it in a super efficient way because to be honest, the first couple of chapters of the CRC course is stuff, it's almost duplicate to the CPC. So if you've already gone through that, you already know medical terminology, you already know health insurance, you already know med term. And, you know, if you just kind of want to skip some of those, because you already know the basics of ICD-10-CM as well, uh, and go right into the risk adjustment portion of it and the the detailed ICD-10-CM stuff, it's that's what this really targets, like just people that are looking to get their CRC as an additional credential that already have that baseline knowledge of coding. And it's going to include some practice exams. It is going to include uh, an ebook, an ebook study guide for the CRC exam. And then the other big thing on this, uh, that on my agenda that I don't want to reveal too, too much about because I don't want it um, to, I don't, I don't want to expose too much of what this is prior to it being available because I kind of don't want to reveal what it is. And then someone, you know, kind of beats me to the punch and goes, hey, I made this first because they have, I don't know, better time capacity than I do, or maybe aren't as distracted watching freezer meal videos on YouTube like I am. But in any case, so it's, it's, I'm going to call it a career development package that I'm putting together. Um, more to come on that. It's going to be very, very awesome. I was talking to my mastermind group about it recently, and I think it's just going to solve um, a lot of questions and things that are going on with the industry. I'm also looking forward to getting back on some sort of regular schedule with the podcast. I know I kind of took a little bit of a leave there over the holidays just because of trying to wrap up everything with my prior employer and then get ready for my current <laughs> uh, business endeavor. But yeah, I would have to say definitely the live streaming seems to be my favorite because there's just so much energy and I love interacting with the audience. And it's amazing how fast an hour goes when you're just ch talking to people online. And I've on the past couple of lives tried to take and compile all the questions I get on Instagram and YouTube and stuff. And I don't even wind up getting through all of them because there's just so many live questions being asked. 
So I, I have to say that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to here in 2021. And I would have to say as far as outside of that, I just really, I want to see my friends flourish too. I, you know, there's just so many people that have been amazing in the industry over the past year that I've interacted with, you know, Tony L. Holmes, Brian Kui, Sonal Patel, and, you know, there's just so many phenomenal people that I just want to see continued success for. And I love seeing a lot of the ingenuity that's coming out in the industry. And I want to promote people particularly that are being positive, that are promoting, that are educating, that are helping others, that are restraining from the easy cynicism that we can all have. You know, it's, it's, it's certainly easy. You know, our healthcare system is not a, certainly a, a well-oiled machine. And there's, there's a lot that we, we all know that can be done better. But I think the continual criticism and criticism and criticism and criticism just it gets a little daunting and I know it has a place and I know there's a purpose for it, but it's just not personally what I want to be involved in. I want to be involved in helping others and making things better. So I just want to say thank you to every single listener and follower and everyone that I have out there that has been kind enough to let me into some segment of your world in the past year. And I really look forward to just continuing to help others and grow and make things better for everyone else in 2021. I think we certainly can use uh, some some deep breaths and some growth and just some positivity and movement forward. And I certainly hope I can continue to brighten your way in some day, be it through just a funny intro on a YouTube video or a TikTok or reel or a cute picture that I take for Instagram. You know, I, that is that is the things that I love the most is when I just get to bring a little bit of humor and lightheartedness into a otherwise very, you know, stringent and strict and business suits and ties and blazers type of industry. And more than anything, you know, I really hope I inspire some others to do this because, you know, I can't do this myself for the next 30, 40 years. And I'm sure there's going to be more people coming up that are going to do things a million times better than I do. And I can't wait to see it because then I can take some inspiration from that as well. So you guys, I just want to part with saying that I really hope we're in an upward swing for 2021, and I hope you are in an upward swing for 2021. Stay positive, stay focused, and most importantly, just keep on coding on.